0: Hello. Welcome back to Pickled Parables. I am not Jesse, uh, though I do have the distinct pleasure and honor of knowing Jesse and being friends with him. My name is Hunter Hoover, uh, and to give you a quick idea of who exactly is going to be sharing with you today, I'm a Bible nerd who loves working with teens and young people. And um I have the honor of Jesse asking me to uh, share with you today. So my goal today in, in, in getting this privilege is as it is with the young people that I work with, to highlight the value of God's word and the influence it can and should have over our lives. So with that said, let's get into our episode. This episode is called The Value of Wisdom. If I could give one piece of advice to people in general, but especially to young people, it would be this, never stop learning. I believe God has made us, when God created human beings, he created us curious. And and one of the ways that we can draw near to our God is through our learning and our curiosity and our, our exploration of knowledge and wisdom. Food for thought. Today, we're going to be talking about the value of wisdom, something that we have to hold to be true. We have to hold it as true that wisdom is of value if we are to pursue any type of lifelong learning. It's kind of senseless and pointless to pursue lifelong learning lifelong learning, if wisdom isn't of value, if it, if it doesn't have value to us. Why would we pursue lifelong learning? And once, when I was newly married, uh, my wife and I attended a wedding of a college friend. And when we arrived at the venue in Idaho, we wanted to say hi to our friend because we really weren't sure if we were going to be able to interact with him on that personal level as much after he was wed. Uh, And... And so we found him, we, we we go searching for him, and we finally find him at the top of this little hill, and he and his groomsmen are at the top of this small, grassy hill, taking some pictures prior to the wedding. And they had snapped a lot of the classics, you know, the serious, the goofy, them holding him in the air, uh, and an excellent photo of them all jumping up at the same time. The classic, like, group wedding photo shots, they had them all, and... Our friend greeted us, and we chatted briefly. And it was during this chat that the panic started. Uh, the best man had lost the ring, and what ensued over the next fifteen to thirty minutes was all the groomsmen, the photographers, my wife, and I, all searching for this wedding ring. We had to find it, uh, and we looked and we looked and we looked. And then, right when we started to feel as if we were not going to find it, someone exclaimed, "They! F- I found the ring." The relief both on the best man's face and uh, the, the groom's face was visible. And we searched for this ring diligently, combed through the grass, not just because of its monetary value, but because of the value it had in that specific setting. And in the moment, it's the wedding day. You kind of it, it's kind of good to have the wedding ring available. It meant something, and we would have looked longer if we would have had to. That's the, that's, I can't stress that enough. Like, we would have looked longer if we needed to look longer. In the book of Proverbs, the wise one gives a series of teachings or sayings called Proverbs to their son or a young man uh, or the reader. That's us. And chief among these notions, you know, the The wise one shares a number of things, good proverbs, wisdom for life, but chief among these things imparted to the hearer is this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wisdom begins with a proper awe and respect for the greatness of God that rightly places God as supreme to the experiences and inclinations we may have in this life. That is not to say that our experiences and inclinations are bad, but we must place the wisdom of God as supreme and as as chief over those things. So this notion of the fear of the Lord being the beginning of the wisdom is the thread. It's it's the it's the the thread that ties much of the Proverbs together. It holds the book of Proverbs together and in unison. And gives it this unifying theme, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. From here, the teacher sets forth wisdom as this character. They actually highlight wisdom as as a character in the Proverbs and calls out for us to respond. And when we do respond to wisdom, we find we will generally find that wisdom. That's the cool part about the wisdom of God. When you seek for it truthfully, wholeheartedly, and with a heart that is willing to be molded by the wisdom of God, you will generally find that wisdom. And as the teacher moves on, they note an in very a very important thing about biblical wisdom. And this is found in Proverbs chapter two, starting in verse one, which is where we're going to be exploring today on Pickled Parables. Proverbs chapter two. Oh, get that, you gotta get that page turn in there. Starting in verse 1, it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. This is a a classic uh, in in Hebrew thinking and writing of, of an if, 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 then. So the speaker gives an if statement, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. And what follows are a series of if statements that build on this idea and and kind of spice it up. they add they add some extra spice to the if. The premise,, um, as you heard, is the idea that wisdom and the commandments are a treasure and they are valuable. The spice is two ways people can interact with this wisdom. The first is an inward response to wisdom. We must, he says, Make our ear attentive to and incline your heart toward wisdom. These are learned things. These are personal dispositions. Literally, it's the idea that your ear is able to pick up wisdom. It's tuned, if you will. It it knows how to hear wisdom, and it has to be learned. It's not something that you just instantly get. No. I think of folks who can, you know, this professor in college, who was, he was a bird maniac, uh, loved birds. And I think of these birds who can hear, or, or these sorry, not birds. I, th- I think of these people who can hear a bird call and they can just hear it and tell you what bird it is. Their ear is attuned to bird calls. And so, our, so too, our ears must be attuned to hear and pick up and, and rightly distinguish wisdom. This also means obviously being able to tell foolishness when we hear it. If they if the person who hears the bird call hears a I don't know, rodent screech, they're able to differentiate between the two. Ears attuned to wisdom. The second is a heart bent toward wisdom. It it is again that literally this idea that when wisdom is heard with an attuned ear, the heart of the person is attracted to, inclined to, and desires to pursue the wise thing. These things, attuned ears and inclined hearts, they don't just happen. They take practice. You have to interact with wisdom longer in order to attune your ear more and incline your heart further towards wisdom. The next spice is the outward response to wisdom. These, as, as the wise one in the proverb says, are seeking and searching after wisdom. Notice that they say, when you seek for wisdom as if it is silver, and while we hear that and we might go, well, pff, silver is not the most valuable metal today, the idea is that we seek it as if it is something costly and of great value and significance to have. We search for wisdom as if it is this hidden treasure or maybe a lost wedding ring. And when we interact with godly, spiritual wisdom, do we do that as if it is valuable? As if we have to find it, we have to get it. Because if we don't, we will be missing something necessary. Do we desire the wisdom of God as we desire something special or costly to us? These mentions of treasure and silver, the, the proverb is there reminding us that wisdom is highly valuable and it is of high cost. And part of how we interact with wisdom, spiritual or otherwise, is often we have to respond to it or actively pursue it ourselves. We don't just hear wisdom and just get a download and we instantly get it applied to our lives. No. No. We have to respond to it and pursue it. Seeking it as highly valued, a commodity, a necessity that we have to have. And where do we begin our search? Where do we start searching for this wisdom? He says, the fear of the Lord. A right view of who God is and what God has done is the beginning of wisdom. And once we have this right view we should be motivated to seek godly wisdom as this valuable necessity. And when we do, then it says, "Note, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So in seeking wisdom, when we pursue wisdom and we seek it out, we learn and we, we grow to have attuned ears and inclined hearts. And in having attuned ears and inclined hearts, We find wisdom's value and are motivated to further seek wisdom, which then brings us back to a further awe of our God, a further and greater fear of the Lord, which then results in the beginning of more wisdom. Never stop learning. Never stop growing in wisdom. And as we seek that wisdom, the Proverbs says this, verse 6, Proverbs 2, verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. There are general benefits, both spiritually and otherwise, for pursuing wisdom and wise living. God gives wisdom which, one, shields those of integrity, two, guards the paths of justice, and three, watches over his saints. The wisdom of God is different than any other wisdom because it can and should change who we are. If we seek through wisdom to be motivated to have an integrity, that wisdom will then shield us by way of that integrity. If we seek justice, seek to pursue justice, Based on the wisdom of God, it will guard us through the justice that we have been seeking. God's wisdom is both the path to those things and the safeguard as we pursue them. And it should change who we are. Continuing on in verse 9, Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity and every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you, and understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil. From men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness. Who rejoice in doing evil, and delight in the perverseness of evil. Men whose paths are crooked, and whose ways are devious. It's not just answers. When we talk about the wisdom of God, we're not just talking about answers to questions. Wisdom applied means living lives in line with a just and fair and loving God. And in turn, God uses that to save us and spare us from the evil we would otherwise be a part of and interact with apart from his wisdom. The wisdom of God is valuable. And so, the follower of Christ, the people of God, should seek God's wisdom diligently. Whether it's through study or prayer or fellowship or silence or solitude, seek the wisdom of God. Draw near to God. Recognize who God is and what God has done. And in recognizing that, attune your ear to it, incline your heart to it, and let that change you. Seek the wisdom of God, and when met with it, respond to it. Take what you find and apply it. That is, that is the charge that the wise one gives us in the book of Proverbs as we relate to the wisdom of God. And I think as we, as we do that, as we pursue the wisdom of God, we will find that it, it's a never-ending journey. As you grow in the wisdom of the Lord, your ear becomes more attuned and your heart becomes more inclined and that wisdom becomes more and more valuable to you that you then further seek it more and more. And thus, your ear becomes more attuned. And your heart becomes more inclined, and you want to seek it more and more. And I think this pursuit of never stopping growing in wisdom is at the heart of Parable Ministries. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with you this week. It would be awesome. Uh, Share this show with a friend. Share it with three friends. Uh, Maybe three friends need to experience the wisdom of the Lord uh, through this, you know, I know Jesse is getting ready to start a new a new series and a new a new section of of Pickled Parables. It's a good opportunity and it's a good time to share the show with someone. Share it with three friends. Tell folks about the show. And and I can't stress this enough. You know, I'm not. I genuinely am not shelling for Jesse here. Uh, he he didn't tell me to say any of this, but there there is good teaching here. It is of high value. It is of high caliber, and um, you know, rating and and giving the show that five-star rating that it deserves helps folks who don't know Jesse don't know me who aren't going to interact with us socially on the internet helps them find it when they search for Bible podcast stuff like that give the show a five-star rating in review you can also connect with parable ministries on social media parable underscore ministries on Instagram and just search for parable ministries on Facebook Follow those. Uh, Jesse's posting good stuff there, and you're, you're not going to want to miss it. Um, and I know Jesse would love to hear from you. Uh, if you'd shoot him an email, contact at parableministries.com, and I know he'd love to hear from y'all. Hear, let him know the impact. Until next time, this has been Pickled Parables. Bye, y'all.